0: Section nine of Birds and Nature Volume ten Number four November nineteen hundred and one. This is a Librivox recording. All Librivox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit Librivox.org. Recording by Tavarish. Thanksgiving by the Nineska. It was Thanksgiving Day in Kansas. The sun still shone warm over the yellow cornfields and the brown prairies though there was a hint of frost in the air, and the nearly bare trees stood as ominous tokens of the coming winter. The autumn wind blew a perfect gale from the southwest. Down in the valley by the river, the sand was flying in stinging clouds, jerking the few remaining yellow leaves from the cottonwoods, ruffling the waters of the Nineska, beating the purple veil from the hedges where the autumn sun had tangled it, bending the long reeds and drifting in little mounds beneath the wild plum bushes on the uplands where the curly buffalo grass spread its thick brown carpet the whitened heads of the golden rods bent before the wind the sage grass waved its long yellow stalks and the sunflowers rattled their bare stems and brown heads together behind the shelter of one of the sand hills beside the ninaska river a strange assembly of birds and beasts and creeping things had gathered a couple of rough-coated sharp-eared grey coyotes were rolling and tumbling over one another in a good-natured scuffle a bunch of quails were picking up the seeds which the wind shook from the sunflower pods above them while a few brown prairie chickens lay sunning themselves upon the sand. A long-eared jack rabbit sat erect upon his haunches in solemn dignity, acting as umpire to the coyote's prize fight, while his cousin, the little cottontail rabbit, nibbled at some tender twigs that grew nearby. A rattlesnake was curled up in the sunniest place to be found. And his companions, the cunning brown prairie dog and the little gray owl, sat nearby. Sand lizards flashed here and there beneath the plum bushes, and the guest of honor, a huge mountain lion, lay dozing within the shelter of the thicket. Blue jays, blackbirds, brown thrushes, scarlet-coated redbirds sparrows and yellow hammers flitted from bush to tree meadow larks trilled their cheerful song while up on the topmost twig of a tall cottonwood tree a mockingbird swung in the wind and poured his whole soul through his little throat in a wonderful stream of melody all the delegates of the animal world being at last assembled the jackrabbit, in consideration of his dignity was made master of ceremonies and called the assembly to order in the following words my honorable friends the birds and beasts and reptiles of kansas we have assembled here to-day to hold a sort of thanksgiving service Once every year, men gather themselves together to count over the good things that have come to them, and to congratulate one another over the evils they have missed. It may occur to some of you that we, birds and beasts, have little for which to be thankful in these days, when dogs and men are so numerous, and when life is attended with so many privations and dangers but upon careful thought i think each one present will be able to add an item to our list of blessings of the past year that will encourage us through the winter days so near at hand our friend and guest the mountain lion will please to address us the mountain lion opened his fierce eyes stretched his huge paws rose slowly to his feet and shook the sand from his rough coat in spite of the truce of the occasion the smaller animals eyed him with evident terror and the prairie chickens fluttered their wings as if ready to fly away from so dangerous a neighbour what have i to be thankful for the lion asked in harsh tones I am thankful that I have come through the year with a whole hide in spite of dogs and guns and men. I am thankful that dogs are afraid of me and that men dare not attack me single handed. I am thankful that after all my wanderings from the solitudes of the Indian Territory mountains, I have found this comparatively safe retreat among these sand hills and plum thickets calves and pigs and chickens and rabbits have been abundant so i have no cause to complain of poor living kansas would be paradise if it contained neither dogs nor men he ground out the last sentence with a growl which would have caused both dogs and men to tremble if they had herded then lay down and resumed his nap beneath the bushes a respectful silence had fallen over the assembly for who shall follow the king as soon as the jackrabbit had gotten over the terrible reference to rabbits enough to steady his voice he called upon the coyotes for remarks both sprang briskly to their feet and as neither one would give way to the other they addressed the assembly in alternate barks i am thankful that i am so swift a runner that no dog can catch me and i am thankful because i can scare almost any dog that tries to catch me how they do run and howl when i turn on them chickens and ducks and geese are plentiful and though the chickens learn to fear us and roost high ducks and geese are always on the ground and can neither fly nor run this has been a fine season for young pigs and i also caught several lambs that made tender eating there are such delightful thickets along the rivers and streams that coyotes have plenty of safe hiding-places i have made good burrows beside the nineska and arkansas rivers the cowskin and honey creeks and i go back and forth at pleasure yes kansas is a pretty good country for coyotes barring the dogs and men yes barring the dogs and men both coyotes sat down and the little cottontail spoke life is hard and dangerous for a rabbit at best there are so many enemies to fear and even our swift flight often fails to save us I have fared well this year. I found a place where the farmer keeps no dogs and owns no gun. To be sure, he had woven wire fences around his garden and his young orchard, but I found a cunning little hole in the fence behind one of the grapevines. That was just made for a door for a poor little rabbit, and I tell you, I have lived high. Such peas and lettuce and cabbage as that man did have, enough for twenty rabbits like me. Then, for a change, I nibbled the tender shoots on the grapevines, and now am expecting to get my living this winter by knowing the bark from several hundred young fruit trees which he has set out i have already found a hole under the fence so i have cause to be thankful today. the little prairie dog sat up stiffly and tried to look dignified as he addressed the assembly life has been full of ups and downs for me and for my friends the rattlesnakes and owls we had made a fine burrow in a broad pasture and all last year we lived there in peace this year the man who owned it concluded to plough it up for a cornfield and the first thing he did he turned the water from a slough right into our beautiful prairie dog town and flooded all our carefully dug homes many of my brothers and cousins were drowned or rushed out of their holes only to be slain by the dreadful dogs and men i was more fortunate because i had run one of my tunnels in an uphill direction, for fear that water might some time trouble us. When the flood came I retreated to that high point and saved myself, although the water almost reached me, and I was obliged to stay there for several days before I could make my way out. Now I have a pleasant home here among the sand hills, and I have been careful to dig a good upper story with an opening through which I can escape in time of need the rattlesnake and the owl share my humble home and we live in peace together the owl nodded his wise head and the snake shook his rattles in approval of this address which included themselves and made it unnecessary for them to add their voices to the speech-making a little green lizard roused himself from his warm place in the sun and added his squeaky voice to the general conference i know nothing about dogs and men my brothers and i live here upon the sand hills where insects are plenty and enemies are few we spend hours in basking in the delightfully hot sun and if any noise alarms us dart to our hiding-places beneath the roots of the bushes or under some rotten log or tree We are of several colors, gray, green, yellow, or brown, and when we lie still upon the sand, or on logs, or under leaves, it is hard for any beast, or bird, or man to see us. We may have few blessings, as the world goes, but we at least have nothing of which to complain. The prairie chickens were next called upon for an account of themselves and answered we are the sole representatives of the great colonies of birds of our kind that used to make their homes upon these prairies their drumming could be heard within the thickets and the swift whirring of their brown wings as they beat the air in their diagonal flight life was a pleasure to prairie chickens in those good old days before we were born now it is different Men learned to consider our flesh a delicacy, and hunted us down. They even grudged us the grain that we gathered from their broad wheat and corn-fields, and treated us as common robbers. Now only a few of us are left, and we dare not call our lives our own. We have learned to be very shy, and to hide in the most solitary places. Still, life is not all trouble the winters in kansas are short and usually mild there are plenty of good warm thickets and hedges and there is always plenty for birds to eat unless the snow is uncommonly heavy so we manage to be happy and take each day as it comes the quails trooped forward as the prairie chickens ceased speaking we are the farmer's friends said they and therefore the farmer is friendly to us we eat the bugs and worms that would destroy his crop we take a little of his grain now and then but we more than repay the damage by our warfare upon the bugs we have been so fortunate as to find a farmer who appreciates us and will allow no one to shoot us so our year has been peaceful and we have been bountifully fed an ungainly toad hopped forward as the quails ceased speaking i do not look much like a quail and can neither fly nor run nor sing but i also am the farmer's friend and am always ready to seize my opportunities when they come in the shape of flies and bugs i may not be beautiful to some unappreciative eyes but i am at least useful the birds having selected the chattering jay to speak for them he raised his voice as follows my friends desire me to say that our lives are lived above most of the things that annoy the rest of you floods and dogs and fences do not trouble us still we have dangers enough of our own there are snakes that climb to our nests and destroy our young there are prowling cats and pouncing hawks and boys with bin-shooters and men with guns all of whom are lying in wait for our lives we are so common and so numerous that men fail to appreciate what we do for them we make their groves bright by our brilliant plumage and gay with our cheerful songs we eat millions of caterpillars and bugs and worms to be sure we eat some of the grain and peck the ripest fruit but then that should be looked upon as our just reward for our labours in men's behalf some of us will soon be taking our flight to southern climes but many of us will remain here in the friendly shelter of the thickets until spring comes again what more the blue jay might have said was cut short by a great crackling of the bushes which startled all the birds and smaller animals and caused even the mountain lion to raise his head and sniff suspiciously the alarm was quieted by the appearance of an old white horse who looked around upon the assembly and asked what is all this how does it come that coyotes and rabbits birds and lizards and insects and lions very respectfully are associating in peace together the object of the meeting was explained to him and he was asked to add his word to the thanksgiving service what have i to be thankful for look at my bones almost sticking through my skin my knees strained and my eyes almost blinded by pulling too heavy loads my wind broken by hard driving my skin scarred by cruel blows life has been all hard work with scanty food and little rest what have i to be thankful for i do not know unless it is that my cruel master died last night and can never beat and curse and starve me any more this is scanty pasture here among the sand hills but it is better than a full manger and curses and abuse therewith often the best thing that can happen to a horse is to have his master die and so i am duly thankful as all had now been represented the jack rapid said my friends the reports have now all been made we have heard many pleasant things and many things which made us sad i think however that each one has found some cause for thanksgiving even though his life is hard and filled with danger all of us have learned that there are troubles and difficulties in the lives of others many of which do not afflict us and for this we should be duly thankful from lions to lizards is a long step in the animal world, but there is a chain of common experience all the way through, binding us together. Let us remember, through all the year to come, that there is no life without trial and privation, without hope and blessing, without cause for thanksgiving. Let us sympathise more with one another, think less of our own trials, and look oftener, at the bright spots that come into our lives. The Thanksgiving Assembly for the year 1901 is now adjourned. Mary McCray Cutler. End of section 9.